In the three decades after the death and resurrection of Jesus, St. Paul traveled some 10,000 miles, crisscrossing the Mediterranean world to preach the good news. He endured beatings, shipwreck, accusation after accusation, and mistrust in his mission. But of course, he also worked wonders as the greatest evangelizer the world has ever seen. In his film, Paul, Apostle of Christ, released in early 2018, writer and director Andrew Hyatt focuses our attention on the end of Paul's journeys as he awaits execution in a Roman prison. From this vantage point, we are invited to contemplate the breadth and weight of Paul's mission over his many long years and to appreciate or even reverence the grace that empowered the growth of the church in the first century. Previous to this film, Andrew Hyatt wrote and directed Full of Grace about the last days of Mary, the mother of Jesus. He joins us on Church Life Today to talk about his work, his prayer, and bringing scripture to theaters. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Great. I'd like to start with something really simple and direct. Why Paul? (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question. Good, good to kick it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen, uh, I kind of uh, had a had a journey myself to get to where I am today. You know, I grew up in the church. Um, you know, and uh, did uh, elementary Catholic school, uh, middle school, Jesuit high school, Jesuit college. Um, but unfortunately, you know, which I think is something that a lot of younger people can identify with. Um, is that when I got to college, I sort of, uh, I had this moment where I looked around and saw this very new kind of world, right, of, mm-hmm. of girls and parties and drugs and drinking. And, and I asked myself, you know, what does my faith tradition have to say about this? And unfortunately for me, um, it didn't, didn't really have anything. It, it didn't feel relevant to me. It kind of felt like, well, maybe that's just something my parents do, and um, it's not for me. And so I ended up walking away for about seven years, Mm. Um, and then I had a major uh, reconversion back to the faith. Uh, it was very much a Damascus Road uh, type experience. So since that moment, Paul's story has always been very close to, to my heart and, and my personal journey and, and something that I take great uh, inspiration and encouragement from, you know, seeing the type of person that, uh, that Paul was before the conversion and then what he went on to do after and so, um, yeah, I was just uh, very humbled and grateful to, uh, to feel, uh, you know, that God was putting on my heart to tell this story, and, 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 uh, and here we are. Yeah, how about that? Were you, was there a time when you were introduced or reintroduced to Paul during this time? You know, I, I was just so familiar with the story, you know, as we all are, you know, mm-hmm. hearing, hearing uh, you know, Sundays of Mass and, and uh, you know, as a growing up Catholic, the very little scripture reading I did, let's be honest, <laughs> but was but was very uh, familiar. And so, you know, it wasn't something until after kind of uh, I had uh, this, you know, uh, uh, conversion back. And then it was kind of a couple years of really wrestling with my faith. You know, mm-hmm. one of the big questions that I kept asking myself is, you know, what happened? Why, why didn't, you know, why didn't it feel relevant to me? And, and really, you know, it kind of came to this conclusion of, you know, walking into the Catholic Church, you know, seeing all these uh, beautiful statues all the time, and you're hearing stories of these great saints and amazing people, and 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 for some reason it just kind of felt like, well, man, good for them, but but that's not me, that's right. not my life. And so, you know, with Full of Grace first, and now Paul, you know, I've just been so fascinated with trying to dig more into the humanity of these individuals and really just discover that they were exactly like us, you know, that they were human, they 
they struggled, they had weaknesses, they had doubts, yet, you know, God used them for such amazing things. So, you know, Paul's story just kind of developed in those couple years of really wrestling with my faith and, and trying to seek out these answers. Yeah, think, thinking about like the thickness of the humanity of those saints that you were encountering, and that was one of the things that really struck me about your portrayal of Paul in the film. In particular, I, I was thinking of the flashbacks that he has all throughout his time in prison, back to his days as a persecutor of Christians. I mean, the guy has blood on his hands in quite literal sense, and he remembers this. And you have uh, one particular moment where he wakes up in the middle of the night repeating to himself, your grace is sufficient. Um, I'm wondering, you know, as viewers, we see Paul's ongoing battle to trust in the grace of, tri- of Christ, um, even as he, Paul, is, is a wellspring of faith for others. Can you tell us a little bit about how you explored Paul's humanity there, the complexities of who he is, the thickness of his character, as I said earlier? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it sort of came out, I guess, when trying to figure out, you know, are 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 these people human? And once I started putting that perspective on his letters and really reading them as, you know, not sort of this. Uh, I don't know why I had this in my mind growing up in the church, but maybe somebody else can identify with me. But I always had this vision of Paul, sort of, you know, maybe in a lakeside cabin, like <laughs> writing these amazing, you know, theological statements on the faith and you know, contemplating, you know, in a uh-huh. monastery. And, and the truth is, you know, that that wasn't his life at all. Right. This is a guy that was on the road. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. I mean, he, this guy lived an incredible, uh, I mean, really living and breathing the faith. So I think once I started to put that perspective on of, wait a minute, you know, this, everything he's saying is coming out of a lived experience and, mm-hmm. and a felt need. You know, he's not writing the letters to the Romans thinking one day there's going to be this Bible thing that, you know, is going to make him famous, and it's going to be great, and he's, you know, it's, it came out of a lived experience and a felt need for the community. So I think once I started to kind of really think about the historical Paul, the, the real Christian community of the first century, the letters just sort of spoke much differently to me, I guess, than I've always, uh, you know, heard them in Mass and read them, um, rather than with such a theological uh, spiritual depth, it felt like a really lived experience. And then out of that, I sort of started to think, okay, wow, okay, if this guy really existed, which we know he did, and he, and he really lived this life, like, of course he would struggle with the same things we struggle with. Of course he would still be haunted, you know, by these actions. You know, you can know that you are 100% forgiven by God and, and understand that love and grace, but, you know, God doesn't come in and brainwash you, right? He doesn't right. erase your memory and say, Oh, and but also, by the way, you're never going to have to, you know, remember these things anymore. I mean, that's not that's not the truth. So, it, it kind of came very naturally, I would say. Once once that all came together, it's like, of course, Paul would still be thinking about these things even at the end. Yeah, and it indeed like those memories are the memories that are redeemed. And I thought you traced that so beautifully uh, throughout the film. For those who haven't seen it, should see it and pay attention, especially to that, the way in which Paul's memories are are redeemed and in the fullness of the narrative. Um, You were talking a little bit about reading through Paul's letters. Um, I wonder, you know, how how you prepared for this particular film. I mean, one aspect of it is all the preparation that you do every time as a filmmaker, but also in terms of your study, your explorations, prayer, uh, what did what did the preparations involve for you this time around? 
Yeah, really, really just a lot of prayer and, and beginning from, you know, I wanted to kind of come with a fresh perspective and not bring my own baggage to, to the film. So, you know, when I started writing and in that initial phase, it really was just an open, I, I just wanted to be open uh, to the way that the Holy Spirit would move and, and be open to what the message that God wanted to speak through the film was. So, you know, I, it was a ton of obviously digging into scripture, of course, right. um, was was the main thing. But, you know, the, the great thing about Paul is being such an influential, significant figure in the faith, you know, there's a ton, a ton of books. So it was really digging through all those, you know, uh, you know, probably 40, 40, 50 books. Right. Uh, there's too Paul, many of them you know, for something like this. Yeah, right. too many. And then, and then, uh, you know, after that kind of really digging into the historical Rome, you know, I was fascinated with, let's really place these people where they were and, and what was really going on at the time. So, so a great deal of research on first century Rome, which there is a fair amount of documents and, and even uh, written documents from that time, uh, historians and, and poets, and you can really get a sense of kind of what was going on. And, and then from there, yeah, it was just trying to, again, dive into what, what did I feel would be the most helpful thing for people? You know, was it, was it the A to Z Paul movie where we just take scripture and throw it up on screen and say, here's the events right. or could there be something a little deeper and a, and a little more interesting? And I think that's where sort of focusing on the end of his life came out of this, this idea of let's, how do we really show a portrait of this man? And it, and it felt like at, who is he at the end of his life was the, was the big question that I wanted answered and, mm-hmm. and hopefully the film answers. Mm-hmm, indeed, it does. And you mentioned the early Christian community, which which is another focus of the film. Paul, for the most part, with the exception of his flashbacks, is sort of contained to his cell. Um, and yet you also show us quite a bit about that early uh, Roman Christian community under the care of Priscilla and Aquila. Um, really the struggle to live at peace during the persecutions under Nero, uh, the works of charity. What do you hope for us to see in that community, this uh, sort of kernel, this seed of the Christian community that was to spring from there? I I hope that, you know, an audience is as kind of convicted and surprised by it as I was in in researching and kind of discovering that and and writing it. And this idea that, you know, our faith, you know, we, we always say, you know, we have these amazing kind of you know, fathers and mothers of the church, if you will. And, and, you know, it dates back to 2000 plus years and all these things, but I don't know that we ever really sit around and consider what was that like? What was that like to be in first century Rome as a, as a new, you know, church community, Christian community that was living under persecution. And um, I think being able to kind of witness that and see, whoa, okay. So the gospel says to love your enemies, and, and your community and, and to take care of one another. But, you know, in America, I think sometimes that's hard for us to, to wrap our minds around the, mm-hmm. the context of what that means when Christ was speaking it, when Paul was speaking it, knowing that how much more impactful is that knowing that those were coming in a time when, you know, Christianity was not a free religion where uh, people left you alone to, to worship on Sundays. This, right. We're talking about a time when, you know, they were being killed for their faith uh, out in the streets and, and persecuted. And um, so one thing I just hope it, I hope it inspires and encourages in that regard for people to kind of really consider that. And then to just be very aware that this is still going on, by the way, today, this is extremely relevant to a lot of our brothers and sisters 
in other parts of the world that, you know, they don't have the freedom um, of their faith and they are being persecuted. And and how can they live in that? And I think as Americans, it's really good to remind ourselves of of just what's going on and, and, you know, prayerfully considering that. What what does that mean for our lives? You know, do we need to do more? Do we need to pray more? Probably, you know, (laughs) these things. So uh, definitely, but yeah, yeah, probably, we'll just say probably, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You're listening to Church Life Today on Redeemer Radio. We're speaking with writer and film director Andrew Hyatt of the most recent film, Paul, the Apostle of Christ, also of Full of Grace about the last days of Mary, mother of Jesus. Uh, Andrew, I'm really interested in this relationship that you portrayed between Paul and Luke. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you came to understand that relationship. Yeah, you know, I think it, it again came out of kind of really digging into scripture, and and you know, again, the, it was a realization for me, and that you know, we don't talk as much about Luke uh, in the church as I think it was just this surprising thing how influential he was. I mean, we're talking about Luke and Paul together are responsible for writing just about half of the New Testament. Mm. And, and, you know, to think that, wow, okay, so Luke was that influential, you know, through his gospel and then through writing Acts. And, mm-hmm. and then you start to read Paul's letters where you start to kind of pick up on, okay, well, no, Luke was here, okay, and he was here, and he was here. So really coming out of this sort of timeline of following the two of them and seeing, you know, okay, they were up, upwards on the road together of 15, maybe 20 years, and what a what a friendship, what a brotherhood that must have come out of that. You think of Luke, you know, being, being a doctor, being a physician, you know, he, how many times did he take care of Paul after these beatings, these stonings, and how many times do we think Paul kind of, you know, here's a Greek, you know, pagan who, who's following Paul, who becomes a Christian, and, and, you know, how many times must have Paul been like a, a, an older brother, you know, instructing him in the faith? So it's really just a beautiful kind of understanding, I think, of, of just, that that brotherhood between the two of them and and how they mm. they must have inspired so many people and and helped so many people indeed i was really kind of inspired by the way in which paul continued to mentor luke even here at this late stage and um it seemed like luke was most uh vulnerable and transparent in that cell with paul and then when he went uh as you portrayed it to the christian community that paul was uh distant from at that point because he was confined luke it seemed to me kind of carried some of that Pauline influence to that community. He became for them what Paul was for him. And I thought, at least for me and my viewing, it was a real rich meditation on the importance of mentoring in the Christian life. Mm. Um, so uh, it's a great point. Really grateful yeah, for great that. Point. Yeah. Yeah, and, great point. And I think, yeah, 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 great point. And that's something that's actually uh, come to my mind in in both of these films, Paul and in Full of Grace, is the vitality of the relationships that you portray between Paul and Luke here, or Achilla and Priscilla, or in Full of Grace, uh, really between Mary and Peter and the the apostolic community. That it's come to appear to me as something like a of a hallmark of these two films of yours. Um, you invest a lot in these relationships. Why? Mm. Again, I think it just comes out of this deep desire to to find the the real humanity and to find the real life situations that um, speak to you know a relevance to our faith today. That you know, I, again, doesn't turn these people into these you know perfect uh, statues that we can never be like, but just that become very real. And and I'm just fascinated with trying to discover how 
you know, as you say, you know, this, this mentoring or this, you know, spiritual leadership, you know, that's, that was the survival of the church for so many years. I mean, now it's great. You know, we all own a Bible. We all have a Bible. We can go and, and read these things. You know, we have such amazing spiritual, you know, theologians and, and all these things. But I just think at the time, you know, when this was such a blossoming new thing, it, it really took individuals that were so spirit-led and, and just so faithful that, that understood that, that understood that they were going to have to teach and to, and to walk along with people and to, to become, uh, you know, Christ-like enough that people could follow their example. So it's just amazing to kind of see, I, I think, how, how it could have been done, you know, Mary and Peter and Paul and Luke and Priscilla and Aquila, as you say, all these, all these amazing individuals in this first century that, um, that needed to really carry the gospel and, and just, I think comes from that that place of just being fascinated with wanting to know them as as real people that that I want to leave these films saying wow I think I actually I think I know this person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um you have clearly biblical material to go on for all of these characters uh character all these persons that that you portray as characters in the film but to put the drama and the characters into motion uh you've had to make a good number of interpreted judgments here and there. And you probably know this better than anyone. There's a lot at stake when you do that, when people are going to watch this because they have a lot invested in the person of Mary, the person of Paul. How do you approach that responsibility? Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And, and you know, as I always say, you know, I'm as passionate about these individuals and stories as the audience is. So there certainly comes a, um, yeah, real responsibility. But, you know, I, I mean, if I can just say, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of prayer. It's just a lot of um, sitting and, and trying to hear and, and trying to be faithful to that. And, you know, if at times that, that there are things that dramatically, you know, if you take Paul, for instance, you know, and you kind of look at, um, you know, this character that we had to kind of put in uh, fictional, but kind of a compilation of a lot of Roman characters in scripture, uh, this character played by Olivier Martinez, mm -hmm. you know, I think, at the end of the day, you know, if you can really say, you know, God, you know, the heart of this is completely in line with Scripture. The heart of this is completely in line with the Gospel. Then I think there's some freedom in that, and I, and I don't feel the burden of like, hey, you're making things up here and you're doing this. You know, it really comes out of a out of a love for trying to help people and, and give them stories and inspire and encourage them. So at times when we have to veer outside of Scripture— um, you know, you just you just prayerfully ask that the heart behind it is, is as accurate as can be. Yeah, which kind of brings to my mind uh, the question about the importance of imagination uh, for the Christian faith in general, or uh, perhaps you might have thoughts on the role of imagination, the space of kind of working with images and filling in uh, some of the spaces or allowing things to become alive for you uh, in your own faith. Could you... Do you have any thoughts on that that you could share with us about, you know, how you think about the role of imagination in the Christian faith and in uh, maybe even meditating, contemplating Scripture? Yeah, I just think, you know, to me, you know, the Church used to always sort of be the central, um, you know, purveyor of, of some of the most beautiful art in the world. And, and you know, we've kind of lost that, I feel like, in the last, you know, uh, 30, 40 years right. or so, but... Um, I, I just go kind of back to, you know, some of these great artists and, you know, I'm, I'm very inspired by Caravaggio and mm -hmm. the way that he was able to depict biblical scenes, but with a, as you say, sort of a, 
a meditative quality where, you know, almost like an Ignatius, uh, you know, kind of examine where, you, you know, put, putting yourself into the, into the moment and into the, into the day and into the scene at the time and really kind of absorbing everything that was happening. And I, I, I kind of really take inspiration from that in these films where, you know, putting yourself in the place uh, at the time and really trying to artistically bring something beautiful to the screen. And, and I think it, as long as it's coming, I, I really believe out of a, you know, this is for me, it's a, it's a way of kind of expressing my love uh, for God, my worship of God, you know, it's, it's an act of worship. It's not a, we're not trying to make a product here or a, you know, a, a commercial thing. It's really mm -hmm. a prayerful approach. And, and I think that, it, you know, it's something very different, but it's, it's, seem to have a, a very big impact on people. Oh, I think that's for sure. You know, the film... Uh, Paul, you know this, had a wide release uh, with really good box office numbers. A lot of people have seen it already and more will see it. And of course, it's a it's a Christian film, but I suspect you weren't just interested in theaters full of Christians. So what does Paul, either the film or the person, show even to those who aren't Christian, who may be coming to see this work? Yeah, well, that's a great. I'm glad you say that because yes, I, I, I'm not interested in making faith-based films or uh, faith inspirational films. I really, it, it's to me, it's it's as much of a historical drama as it is a spiritual film, and mm -hmm. and I think that it should be accessible to anybody, whether you're familiar with the story or these individuals or not. You know, one thing for me is I never want to be watching my own films or or on set, you know, watching the actors perform and. I never want to roll my own eyes and say, oh, that was kind of a, you know, that was kind of a cheesy yep. moment, you know, a cheesy Christian moment or yep. something. No, All I, you I artists think, out there, wanna... take note. This is key. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just want it to be raw and authentic and real so that, you know, even if you left the theater as an unbeliever and you, you, you didn't believe it still, but I would at least want you to leave saying, huh, there was some very interesting things in there and I need to kind of think about um, some of those moments because, mm -hmm. you know, they're just, they're very human, you know, this, this seeking out of truth and, and beauty and, and, you know, the questions that, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, you, you know, we all have the same questions, um, whether we're ignoring them or not, you know, mm -hmm. um, is there, is there something beyond this, you know, um, am I truly loved, uh, you know, where am I seeking love, you know, all these things. So to do, to really just bring scripture to life and I think a very authentic way, it is amazing how it's relevant to, mm -hmm. to anyone. And I think it's us as artists, when we make bad art, bad Christian art, or when we make just bad art, we're the ones putting something on top of scripture that makes it not relevant or that makes it cheesy or that makes it, you know, Oh, this isn't for me. This is for these people, you know, but it's amazing how just the truth listed uh, from mm -hmm. the gospel is it's, it's powerful and it's hard to ignore. And I think that's what we've been seeing through the film mm. is that, you know, this is really something that's starting a dialogue, you know, where, where you can bring somebody that, that has walked away from the church or that doesn't believe, or heck you can bring your, uh, uh, you know, your 12 year old who, who may be in a place of kind of questioning, Oh, is this really for me? And it's amazing. The responses are like, Whoa, yeah, it, it's not only for me, but I think that there's maybe something deeper here that I need to go explore. Oh, I think that's true. I brought my 12-year-old and his friend, and uh, they're not wandering, I wouldn't say, but they were interested, and they were involved in the film, and uh, we had great conversations about it afterwards. 
Well, Andrew, we're coming to the end of our time, so let me just ask you one more thing real quick, but it's a big one. What's your dream project? You got unlimited budget, oodles of free time, access to any of the stars you'd want. What would you love to create? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say it here because I haven't said it. Usually I say, you know, whatever God wants next, uh-huh. but I would love it if God wanted next. Uh, I think it'd be fascinating to do a, a, a major miniseries on King David to do oh. a you know, a, a big, big, you know, Netflix or HBO uh, a series where you really got to dive into that world and characters. I think that would be fascinating. Let's do it, people. Somebody's got to be listening who can help make this happen. We have the guy that can do it. Um, so let's make that happen. Andrew Hyatt, thank you so much for your time today. It was great talking with you. And uh, Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for your work. And we look forward to the things that are coming down the pike. If folks have not seen Paul, the Apostle of Christ, get out to theaters and see it. Uh, Full of Grace is on Amazon and Netflix. Is that right? That's correct. All yes. right. I got it on Amazon and I've watched that recently too. So we hope that if you haven't seen these, you will check them out. Thanks again, Andrew, for sharing your time with us. And thank you to everyone for listening in to Church Life Today. <laughs>